Welcome to the Live 1002 podcast, where simple actions are multiplying into extraordinary impact around the world when we live Luke 10, verse 2. Joining us today from Australia are Steve and Michelle Addison, book authors and movement catalysts, sharing what God is doing in this season of quarantine with words of wisdom for fellow leaders. Uh, well, I'll jump in. Uh, it's a story close to our heart. It's sort of someone we're very close to, let's say, in our family. And um, just to uh, be out of touch for a while, but then catch up face to face. And all of a sudden, um, somebody who's been far from God uh, during this time, their heart is open. God's been working in their heart. And, you know, we're, we're, we're going to start doing discovery together. And uh, I, I won't give out names or anything, but just somebody we love very dearly. And so we're just finding that uh, it may be harder to connect with people you don't yet know, um, but it's also at this time what is seems to be opening up are opportunity with close friends and family or even acquaintances, you know, on Facebook or whatever, and, and God's at work. Yeah, and for me, I think um, I've started a couple of um discovery groups, um, one with some uh, women who are um, from an Asian background. They um, have a lot of similarities. They've moved here uh, a number of years ago, uh, professional women. Um, they've now got houses here, children, married, all this kind of stuff. So I just felt like I needed to bring them together. One was a Christian um, already, um, a new Christian, and the other two weren't um, Christians, but favourable. And so I brought them together. We're doing online discovery on a Saturday morning and um, we're just having an absolute blast. So they don't know each other, but they do now. And I think they're really enjoying looking at stories of hope from the Bible and um, and sharing it together, learning together, praying together. And um, it's just a great time for everyone. I love it. And I think they do too. So it's great. That's awesome. Well, Steve and Michelle, would you share a little bit of your story? Sure. Uh, well, we met up uh, back uh, probably before you were born, Mary, uh, in, in the late seventies. Uh, we were both uh, had been far from God and um, come, come back to him or come to him for the first time and uh, found ourselves in a discipleship community in Amsterdam called The Ark, set up by Floyd and, and Sally McClung. So we were two Aussie. We didn't know each other. Um, but then uh, back in Australia, when we eventually separately returned back to Australia, God brought us together and we got married and uh, have, a, have a background in uh, church planting. Um, but then uh, being catalysts and mobilizers for church planting and church planting movement. So we've been on that journey for about 30 years and and um, we have, yeah, you jump in. Well, and probably about <clears throat> 10, 11 years ago, um, we felt like um, we're actually not making disciples ourselves. We're out there, we're involved in missions um, and outreach and whatever, but ourselves um, we weren't actually making disciples. So I had that challenge and, um, you know, Steve was writing about it, about making disciples and movements and churches and whatever, but ourselves, we weren't 
we weren't engaging. I mean, we, we were, but we weren't making disciples. So we, we felt challenged to actually start and learn how do you do that. And that just set us off on um, this whole journey of how do I connect with lost people? How do I engage with them and build this relationship? How do I find out their needs and 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 serve them and 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 you know help them see that God is real and He's He's there? Um, and so once we started that, our whole lives changed. And we started reading the Bible differently, praying differently, seeking the lost, and we found we were able to engage um, international people. We started a whole ministry to um, internationals, um, ran an English um, English club, and uh, you know we've got friends who have many friends who have become Christians and now follow Jesus. Many didn't, but but that's okay. God's on their case, I think. So that was the big shift for us. I mean, we've been on the calling for, for church planning movements for decades, but the big shift was, yeah, a bit over 10 years ago where the, the key moment was when um, uh, God spoke to me through Michelle, uh, which was the, the word was, Steve, you've written a great book about movements, but when are you going to do something? And that, that just changed everything because the moment we stepped out, uh, God started we could see him working in the field and you never go back when that happens. And then we've been on that journey, bringing others with us here in, in, in Australia. And then we lived for three and a half years in UK pioneering that uh, Russell Godwood now heads up that, that ministry. Um, and we're back here in Australia at working here and, and in other nations. So we are not evangelists, you know, but we have a heart for the lost and I just figure if God can teach us the simple <clears throat> skills and to have a bit of nerve, you know, and kind of, you know, get just get going, you know, um, and learn. It's it's all about learning new things, new ways, listening to God, being willing to kind of throw the question, you know. Has anyone ever told you um, the gospel before? you know, praying for people, simple things like this and um, beginning to connect with lost people and, and, and offer them, you know, something. So we're trainers, teachers and trainers rather than evangelists, but God's used us and, and um, uh, look, honestly, it's, it's just been a joy, you know, to teach other people that actually ordinary people can do this. <laughs> you just have to start praying. It's total reliance on, on the Lord total <laughs> but he's always there he shows up and amazing things happen so I must say life is never dull this way amen amen so Steve and Michelle in these decades that you've been pursuing the vision and really putting it into action in, in the different ways you talked about how has that impacted the way that you are viewing this time of quarantine and what God is doing during this pandemic I think uh, for me, because the, the parallel journey the whole time has been in the scriptures, uh, not just looking for proof texts, but looking for the solid biblical foundations for what we do. And, you know, the, the big thing, in one sense, nothing's changed because the important things, you know, uh, our identity in Christ, uh, his life, the pattern of his ministry, 
those things haven't changed. Mm. So the first thing to do in a crisis is to return to the first things um, because and, and anchor yourselves in them. And then you've got to express that in a fresh way. So in one sense, you know, most things haven't changed. It's just, you know, we're waking up to, uh, hey, even if people live just half an hour away, you can do discovery with them online. You can do a church with people in different parts of the world online. Now, it may not be as good as being in the room together, but it's a lot better than doing nothing, you know. You can, you know, we're meant to be uh, in, in Europe and Britain at the moment. You know, the whole our busiest travel year in, in, in living memory, you know. Um, well, we can't be there, but we can jump online and get bring some European and British leaders together and do some four fields discovery. And so we're just, it's like we're not reinventing who we are in Christ, the core missionary task, best practice, strategy and the like. We're just tweaking the methods that come and go with different situations um, and, and loving that. And I think people are open, more open because of um, the lockdown um, that they've got some more space and actually it's either a positive or a negative thing for them, but I think there are some people who are more open to God and their whole spiritual journey um, at this time, and uh, we've found that. Um, so we've put some stuff out um, on Facebook with, um, and and actually haven't had a great response. Um, but our personal connections with people have been really um, favourable. And so, you know, I've got a couple of um, uh, discovery groups going and I, I want to start another one. God's shown me other people to actually invite uh, to join us. And then we've had... Um, great success just doing online uh, training, uh, helping other people do discovery um, Bible stories with uh, stories of hope with um, their friends and encouraging them, you can do this too. You can start a a, a stories of hope discovery um, Bible story um, online. It's easy. Just, you know, just have a go. Invite some friends and, and, and learn some stories yourself and um, it's easy. Um, so it's been, it's actually been really, really good. Mm-hmm. We're, we're surprised actually what's popped up, you know, every, it, because there is nothing in the, sh- in the diary. <laughs> it's like, God, you, you kind of, you know, take it and see what pops up. So it's a bit like a, a flower bed with bulbs just waiting to bloom. And you just kind of like, you know, say, oh, there's a new bloom here. Oh, we can try this. We can do this. Oh, well, it'll either work or it won't. Mm-hmm. So let's have a go. So good. What are some of the stories that you are just hearing or seeing God do as you guys give it a go and give it a try in this different season? Well, uh, one was just, uh, you know, it was Michelle's idea. Let's just put it out to our sort of people who get our newsletter uh, around Australia, around the world. And if, if it's working for us, why don't we train some others uh, to, um, to do discovery online? And um, so we didn't know who was going to turn up. Well, about 30 people turned up. It's very hard to, to lead a, a discovery group with 30 people, but somehow we got through that. And, you know, just thinking. And then we, we kept uh, running it week after week just with those that wanted to practice some more and, and get some encouragement. 
but you know you're looking up on the screen and you've got three nations from in uh, three African nations represented. You've got it's four thirty a.m. in America, and somebody who gets our newsletter is you know up early, and then then we've got people across Europe and Asia, um, and now you know once we get them started, we start connecting them with other local trainers and practitioners. But it's been a great fishing pool because people are saying, well, I've got to do something, you know. And um, so that's that's been a real joy. Um, yeah, and then just some stuff that's been happening in our own family that we've mentioned, that's been a, a great joy. How about for you? Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> I, I don't think I was as comfortable with the whole Zoom or, you know, Skype platform before. And so we had um, a couple who I'd been um, kind of discipling, although he's not, a, he, um, the husband isn't a, a, a believer, she is. Um, and so they moved um, interstate thousands of, you know, miles away. Um, and I didn't realise that I could actually still connect with them. And so I did. And um, and now running a discovery Bible um, story with them week after week. And it's amazing, actually, because we're really in touch. Um, they're doing stuff um, up there. They're um, actually reaching out up there as well <laughs> and connecting with people. Um, and so it's, it's um, yeah, so there's this lovely relationship, you know, that's, that's happening week after week. They're growing in God and they're uh, reaching out also into their community so it's yeah it's just it's just lovely and I never thought that could work but I think actually it's given us a lot more confidence Mm. in this zoom platform and actually you know continuing to be in touch with people um, and continue to disciple them and train them you know online so it's great and in that relationship if it's the right one I'm thinking of the husband's not yet a believer um, so he started out not quite resistant, but certainly not responsive. You know, we've shared the gospel with him. Uh, we've prayed with him. He's seen God work in, 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 in his life. Uh, but every week he's, he's getting warmer and warmer. He's beginning to pray. He's beginning to uh, uh, allow God into his life. And uh, he's not baptized yet, uh, but somehow we'll work out how you do that from 2,000 miles away. <laughs> But his wife's a believer, yeah. so that might be part of the solution. Mm. And it's just been a huge encouragement to her uh, to see the way her husband's growing. So good. And yeah. one of the phrases I found really helpful the other day that explained it to me is you've just got to you've got to be up for the 10 seconds of madness. You know, I was, I was just out. The other day in our street, bumped into a, a, a neighbour who was a, a one, actually a, I went to school with many years ago, and and just just to ask him how he's doing, but then then to start sharing something of the gospel and and you know inviting him into discovery. He wasn't ready for it. He didn't say no, but he didn't say yes. It, but it just takes that ten seconds of madness where you think it's an awkward thing to bring up or open up, and yet. Uh, after that 10 seconds, we're away. I think the first time we talked, it was 45 minutes I dragged myself away from it. Um, and 
you know, that doesn't change. It's just, um, you know, we, we can't go visiting homes at the moment, at least not in Australia. Uh, but what seems to be opening up are those more immediate relationships. Um, you know, something I learned from Jenny Priato is, is just to say, you know, hey, just get in touch with someone. Say, hey, I've been praying for you. Is there anything I can pray for you? And, and just see where that goes. Um, so it's, it's, it's a frustrating time in some ways, but um, God's at work. We've, mm. we've seen some people who are making big steps towards mm. him. Amen. So good. Stephen, Michelle, just your experience in ministry and in this time of crisis, what would you give as just words of wisdom to both challenge and strengthen and encouragement the leaders that may be listening to this? One of the things is we're aware it's a time, and it is a time of crisis. So many people have have lost their lives, lost loved ones. As you look at across the scriptures, um, you know, it's not the whole story, but from time to time God will shape the nations. And it's not outside of his redemptive love and care to unfreeze us from our idols and our lethargy because it's not just about the nations. It's also, you know, his his judgment begins with the people of God because he loves us. He disciplines us as sons and daughters. And so don't expect that, I mean, this corona thing may very well blow over in a, a year or, or, or so or whatever, but, you know, Trouble is what we're promised, and uh, you know we don't have to delight in that, but we need to be to be aware of God's purposes in unsettling us. That it's not just about critiquing the other church or the other believer or what the other, per- but it's about us. You know, Lord, what are you saying to me? How do I keep returning to the life and the ministry of Jesus? And then, when you do shake the nations. Um, how can we continue to be faithful, showing acts of love and bringing the gospel, the words of truth and liberation uh, to people who are feeling the pain of existence? You know, there's an incredible quote by C.S. Lewis where, you know, he, he whispers us to us in our pleasures, but he, he shouts at us through our pains. Yeah. And sometimes that's what it takes. Um, so we can't control history. You know, God's work in history is his business. But our business is, okay, good times, bad times, keep returning to the life and ministry of Jesus. And um, look, not, not just like I might do from an abstract position in a book, you know, but, okay, how can we get out today and just connect with people far from God and, and, and step into that 10 seconds of madness um, because on the other side, we will find people who want to know more and, and who will um, come, come near to God and, and, and follow the Lord Jesus. For me, I think um, it's just uh, praying. So staying close with God, uh, knowing that every, um, you know, if you let God guide you, he will guide you. Your timing will be perfect. I have bumped into so many people just being out and about walking and just beginning to chat with them and then having opportunity to, oh, can I pray for you about that? 
and then have an opportunity to share something about God with them. Uh, so I think if you're if you're open uh, to to looking for opportunities, you know, so you've got to be out there, and God will lead you. You know, have faith that God will lead you. Perfect timing; He will connect you, and then and then your job is just to be bold, you know, and say, "Oh, can I, you know, pray for you? Oh, has anyone shared the gospel with you before?" Can I tell you a story of hope that's really impacted me and been helpful for me? These sorts of things. So, you know, God's at work, absolutely, but we have to sort of be bold just to start the conversation. Um, and honestly, when when people find out you're a spiritual person, they are so grateful for prayer. You know, I went to an audiologist. I've never really, I've only met her twice um, the other day. And I just went in and went, God, I want, I think you want me to pray for her. And I just did in the conversation kind of arose and I just went, oh, can I pray for you? She was so grateful. She was so grateful. She had an issue and I just prayed for her. She was so grateful. And I went, thank you, God. Just so easy. But you have blessed this person and her family through this prayer and who knows, someone else will take that seed and move it along. But I've done what you needed me to do then. Praise God. So as we wrap up, is there anything else that you all would like to share? You know, one thing that comes to mind is just the, the, the wonderful reality that when we share the gospel, when we share or open up the scriptures with someone to help them discover God's word is alive. Mm. You know, it's not just words on the paper, but God is powerfully present through his Holy Spirit and his living word. And he invites us into that, that we would be the messengers. But the burden and weight of responsibility is not on us to change a human heart. You know, it's, it's, it's just creating the environment where we set the word loose and through the power of the Holy Spirit present, even in our faltering words, our imperfect words, you know, God is present. And so to see it, to, to take the burden of success or, you know, just getting through that 10 seconds of madness, you know, all of that, and, and to take the promise of the Lord Jesus, you know, if you'll follow me, I'll teach you how to fish for people. And now this ministry is an opportunity to discover the Lord Jesus in the harvest. He's the one who teaches us how to uh, fish for people and make disciples. And, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. Even if there's a challenge to get over that hurdle, you know, God is present with us. Thank you for listening. Resources such as Steve Addison's books and podcasts can be found at www.live1002.com slash movements. Join us as we live Luke 10 verse 2 until there is no place left. If you've enjoyed this podcast, feel free to rate it, leave a comment, subscribe, and share with a friend. What is one thing you can do this week to encounter the 10 seconds of madness and embrace it in sharing the gospel and praying for others? Mm-hmm.